The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who's around this town Hey, welcome to the Point Lasso Sports Talk. We are live on Tuesday morning. We've got a full house. Alex Clancy, Deborah DeBree, Cindy Liskin. Everyone has their coffee. You know, I, I barely could hear the music. <laughs> and now we hear it. We shouldn't right be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm going to start playing music on my iPhone. I'm going to start playing music. <laughs> you know what? I did that. Um, I did that before. Again, welcome to the Point Lasso. You might not have heard me because the music playing all the way through my introduction. Um... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> D, oh, D, you tripping, man. Look, no, I did that before. I had my iPad and I played music because I tried to get some uh, different different beats. Who was in here? Yeah. Somebody, Alex might have been in here yeah. uh, when I did it. But I was no, not beats. It was uh, a um, highlight. Oh, got highlight. it. Yeah, because it only makes sense, you know. At any studio I've been in, right? Any and everyone, real studio. Yes. Because uh, when Alex coughs, there's usually a cough button right there, and as much as right. <laughs> as much as he's kind of like when, when I talk to my clients, I always have a headset on. I can go to mute, and it's surprising what you can get done in a, right, <laughs> on a phone you call. Can call. But yeah. no, uh, yeah, I play highlights. You should have highlights. I don't know what do we need to do, you know, as far as getting the highlights. I think we got to bring them in ourselves. Uh, well, I'm sure do we, we need we, to have I'm si- signs and well, walk up front, or I'm sure we would have to bring highlights in ourselves, and that would only make sense. I can't put mm-hmm. her. Put everything on Voice America. I was saying before I walked in to Cindy, I need to start listening to the show. They got a lot of great shows up here. You mm-hmm. see, mm-hmm. you see all the different um, different uh, people, different that, people yeah. that's on Voice America. I yeah. like the soap opera show. <laughs> you need to talk to John Missile about that. He runs. This I have stuff. no. It's really good. Um, yeah, he goes out there. John's like a soap opera superstar. He goes out to Vegas. <laughs> you know, they had their convention out in right. Vegas. Uh, but no, you, they got a lot of good shows. I need but, to get on the business show too. Yeah, for real. Stuff I do. Yeah. So right. I thought you would parlay that from here to there. Right. And still do both. <laughs> um, but I got some packages coming up. We supposed to um, customize them. The prices are what they are, but I don't. I'm not a fan of the prices. I want to customize them so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. We do that. We can actually meet and do that. Cool. Uh, welcome to 888-346-9144. Kwame Lodge Sports Talk. Alex Clancy, Deborah Debris, Cindy Liska. A lot of sports, so I don't know if we want to stay on one more than longer than any other. But I do. I would like to start off with Tiger Woods, <laughs> if you guys don't mind. Go Tiger. Tiger Woods. Uh, you know how we talk about him being back, or if is he back? We watch him win some some um, tournaments and then revert back to how it was after his ordeal his, with his personal life. Right. His personal life is what it is. He's number one again. Does that solidify that he's back? No. I mean, I, I a lot of people say no because he hasn't won a major yet, uh, and he, because he's won so much of these three courses that he that that he's uh, that he's won at. There's your highlight. Just a hood rat show. It was an accident. Uh, I hit the wrong this button. This show is like. 
comedy hour. It's comedy hour. Are, are, you, are, you, are you just about finished over there? Uh, so he won. he's won eight times at Torrey Pines, eight times at Doral. Um, but still, you have to win. I mean, granted, he's won a lot, but I mean, it's still winning golf tournaments, and he's winning more over the last calendar year than anybody else. I mean, he won three times last year. He hasn't won a major yet, but this would be the year where he'll get set back up. And it looks like through his demeanor and through his stoicism when he's on the course that he actually is at least at least mentally back. Maybe not physically back because he's thirty-seven, I think. But I feel like he mentally back, yes, and and he has he has the wins to prove it. So before I get to Deborah. You're saying you have to win a major to be number one? I don't think so. A lot of people do for, for him to be officially, quote-unquote, back. I think he's he's never going to be back. He's never going to be Tiger. I, I think it, Tiger Woods is, is back in a sense. Of this. I, I watched him on Sundays, and he's not Tiger Woods Sundays that we've seen, that we know. He doesn't have that, okay, I'm up by one or two. Just like killer instinct. I'm going to kill you. No, he doesn't have that. He, he actually gave Ricky Fowler a chance to beat him, to beat him in that tournament, uh, hitting shots, uh, you know, him and the guy that he's always been as far as in the golf world, that he – Friday he hit a shot in the bunker from the tee box. Sunday he does the same thing, mm-hmm. which he really had a two-shot lead. He didn't even have to hit the driver, but he brings his driver out, hit the shot in the bunker again. Um, this time, instead of putting it in the water, which he did on Friday, he puts it on the middle of the green, mm-hmm. two-putt birdie. Uh, two-putt putt, I'm sorry. Uh, he wins the um, – what was the the tournament – uh, Ricky Fowler just folded, but he gave Ricky Fowler confidence in that whole time that he could win that tournament. Yeah, I, Ricky has had. The, oh, sorry. Go so ahead. no. So so Deborah, you don't. You say he's not back. I think he, he's on his. One. I think he's on his way back to being the Tiger that he used to be, but he's not there yet. Um, he still hasn't built habits to continuously play on a week by week basis at the level that he used to before, and I don't see the aggression that he had before and the focus. He's definitely playing a whole lot better than he was before, but he's yeah. still he he's still struggling. I'll say this. There's a lot of people, Cindy, a lot of people that used to like Tiger that don't like Tiger now. I never liked Tiger. But um, do you think his improvement on the course has anything to do with his personal life coming back together and his he's in a new relationship and he seems more content off the course? Does that provide... Um, some sort of stability won, on the course. He won more times last year than anybody, and he was single. He, he, right. right. So and he I, was not only single, he was going through some adversity. Right. And I don't care anything about his personal life. I'm not a golf. That has I don't, nothing I don't, to do with on the course. But sometimes yeah. when you've got a happy personal life, yeah, the yeah. whole the whole athlete it can make a difference. Obviously, it can uh, you know a good athlete is going to Separate. compartmentalize, and yeah, they're going to. Um, play the game, whatever the sport is, when they're in the midst of playing the game, and then they deal with their personal life afterwards. And, and I say this: other than um, uh, an athlete's parent dying, you make it see a lot more um, more emotional. We watched Brett Favre's uh, father pass away. Right. This guy went out, and played lights out. Right. Um, Golf's different though than football. I would, I yeah. think. Why? Golf's more of it in your head. You're on your own. He's a quarterback, so he's no, on his football's own. in your head. Believe yeah. me, <laughs> he's a quarterback. He got what position you play? He has about mm-hmm. 50 million plays in his head. That he but has. don't you have 51 other guys or 52 other guys and a bunch of coaches that are also helping you kind of get outside of your head? Whereas I, in golf, I it's think uh, you and, and your and caddy. I'd agree with Sydney on this. I, I mean, think, you, um, you could take out your aggression and your and your anger, your sadness, or whatever, like Tory Smith did this year, this past year. With with the aggression that we talked about this earlier, when it's just you and the birds and 
and silence out on the course, I think it'd be a lot more difficult to get over. But that's the difference that's, of, yeah. in the sport because if you're golfing, one of the things that you do is you learn how to calm yourself down and get back into the in zone. Theory, so that guy, can be in theory, yeah. yeah. That's what, uh, talk to Ray McElroy about that. Yeah. He hasn't called me yet. One of those guys <laughs> with a lesser mindset would, will DQ themselves in a tournament. They will, you know, not finish rounds, not finish tournaments. Those guys were lesser mindset. Some guys can fight through stuff, and I don't believe, I don't believe that it's different from a football player and a golfer. It's all mental. Everybody physical enough can play the game. And you look at golf. We used to think golf was not. You didn't have to be physical to play that game. Well, you couldn't last through that long season if you did. Those guys actually work out, and they're just different workouts. Sure, I worked out at API, and I was working out with professional golfers Absolutely. over there doing doing workout. I didn't think you had to do. Well, they do, yeah, they do a whole different type of workout because they're working out different muscles, just like the different positions in football. You work out some things are the same and some things are different because of your position and what muscles that you need to build. Right, let's not forget that uh, Tiger withdrew from a tournament, if not, I think it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. He did the same thing Rory did, same exact thing. He didn't exactly walk off the course into his car, but he withdrew. He, sh- you know, he shot five over in the first six. So he's like, I'm out. Yeah, I my, think uh, my toe hurts. I'm out. Yeah, I like, think it was he just, did just walk right yeah. to his car. Rory did. did. Tiger did too. Oh yeah. So With I mean, it, so following. what's the difference? Yeah. Because because Tiger already already had a precedence for being the greatest golfer ever, arguably that he can do it, and now Rory looks like a spoiled kid because he's twenty three and does Absolutely. it. Absolutely, uh, Cindy. Why why you never like Tiger? I mean, it's a personal preference, but I was just I'm just asking the question. Um, I'm always I I've always been an underdog kind of person. So do you like golf? So so when he was eighteen the- on the course <laughs> that he wasn't or twenty one on the you course. Could have been your just, I like the guys underdog. that nobody like. I mean, I do that in every sport. No, I always not, like the just, random just person just that nobody's question. ever heard of. I like to look beyond the. Um, it's easy to look to watch a golf tournament and see what Tiger Here, can do. I like to look I for the guys who work harder it. that may not be the top. He does work harder. But He's here the hardest it. worker in the yeah. thing. So here's why I don't believe that. Not that I don't believe Cindy, but um, he could have been your underdog two years ago. Yeah. He could have been your underdog for a while. Well, and here's where a fan... Two years ago, it was too late for him to be the underdog to me. Like... Well, well, you see, see, that's personal. It, yeah, that's personal. Yeah. That's, 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 to that's me, a perspective outside that's looking outside of sports. Outside looking at I don't care what this guy does... I wouldn't say I yeah. don't care. That's yeah. too far. Right. That's too Come far. On. But yeah, I wouldn't say I don't care. But if I'm watching Tiger Woods and I win, we all come in here on Tuesdays mm-hmm. and, and do a show. I'm doing a show on Tiger Woods. Um, you on know, the, on the course. On the course. Yeah, it's none of our but, business. But it, it's not our business. But we do. We can and we do at times. We report on opinions. That. It's the game within the game. Right. But here's where fans and I throw myself in that uh, category lose lose their mindset. Absolutely. Remember when um, Detroit Lions were 0-16 mm-hmm. and they played well last two years ago? Mm-hmm. Now they took a step back last year. Mm-hmm. Now we think Detroit Lions are not good. It happens. You cannot be great all the time. It happens. And I think with the, with the decisions they made, they could be good again. Well, with Reggie with, Bush coming in there. With absolutely. Reggie Bush. And then they got uh, Megatron. They got guys over there. And it's time for Stafford to step his game up to be elite. It's really time for him. But... As a fan, I'm thinking, oh, they the same 0-16 team. They just won a few games, but they're really not. They're really not. So I can't forget who Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods was or is. He had two. He had a personal situation that when we would talk about the mindset could affect your game. But those guys who get over it, those guys who can separate the two, yeah. they become. They go back to number one, which was my question. Mm-hmm. I think Tiger Woods back. I know Tiger Woods is more more focused on winning majors because that's what he's been. But Alex mentioned it earlier. 
He won more than anybody on tour last year. And he's five wins away from tying Sam Snead for the most tournament wins ever. And then he's going up. Yeah. Which he, is like people overlook how difficult it is to win a tournament. I you mean, look it's at, just uh, like. You look, it, this is how guard, this, this, this is how tough that game is. Um, there's some guys that should be on tour right now. You want? I look at guys and why are you not on tour? Right. It's tough. Uh, he's it's talking tough. about himself. But. I, you know what? I could never compete with those guys. I'll tell you what, because I don't put... Well, even guys I that have been that on. I know. Yeah, <laughs> see? Yeah, come on. I know I guys that, that have... A guy that had been on the tour, and, and lost their card, um, have to qualify, and like, even out here, when we had the Phoenix Open out here, the day that they qualified, that Monday before the tournament, they played at... McCormick Ranch, I think. Yeah, some of them are qualifying. And the weather sucked. So you have one bad day that is happens to be your qualifying day. The weather was bad. That affects your play. Yeah, all of a sudden, well, you're not playing in a tournament. I mean, it's tough to get it back once you start going. But that's the so thing. It far. shouldn't affect your play, and you can't have one bad day in any sport. You can have a bad, like in golf, you can have a bad shot. shot, not even a bad hole, just a bad shot, and you better have a quick recovery to be able to get back and get your head in the game and have the next shot be the best shot you've ever had. Understandably, but the weather, that was it was raining and windy and miserable, and it's tough to play in those well, conditions. Well, the, the tournament starts off in Hawaii, and it's always terrible. Right. Always. And those guys are professional. And, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the, point, uh, the, the point that I'm trying to follow up with about the tur- him winning regular tournaments is that the fields now are so deep that it seems like a major every week. For, for the big ones... Like Dur- I mean, Durrell's a big tournament. Torrey Pines, everybody loves going to San Diego to play at Torrey Pines. <laughs> and it's the, the leaderboards that Tiger is, is, uh, is, is winning from is, is, is pretty, pretty remarkable. And he's doing it differently now as when he did when he was younger. He would always stay around first two rounds, a couple, couple strokes back, a couple strokes back. And then the weekend, he would just tear it up. Now he's tearing it up from the beginning and then holding on on Sunday, making other people make, uh, make shots and have him not make mistakes. He'd shoot a 72 every Sunday. If he's on the leaderboard and, and expect other people to make mistakes, right? And and that's and that's Tiger Woods' game: get the lead on the on Saturday moving day, um, and par out or make one or two birdies where it keeps me right there. So we shot two under on yeah. Sunday, yeah. and we got to we got to take a break. Uh, we come back. We got some man Titel. I want to you know quickly get into him and get off of him. Uh, we got some bracket talk. We got some basketball talk, and with us and some football down and yeah. dirty with Deborah. Kwame Sports Talk. We'll be right back. Flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Quarmy Last Sports Talk. We were talking about, you know, initially I said we were going to talk a lot on one topic, but that's Tiger Woods, and it, it was a, I mean, one guy, one sport, Tiger Woods, golf, you know, that's just different avenues. We talk about his personal life. I do want to know, I'm not jumping on Cindy or, you know, throwing a bunch of questions about her as far as why she don't like him. I do want to know why people do not like him. Everyone likes a winner, uh, but I do, I root for underdogs too. That's everything that I do. I like the guy who does it not in the spotlight, and it's not his fault. I appreciate his ability. I appreciate what he's brought to the sport. I know he's brought tons Those of sponsorship dollars. Those guys don't get paid dollars. if Tiger Woods not playing. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that, but if I'm going to choose my favorite, he's not it. Oh, yeah. I got You know what? I like Freddie Couples. He, he's in my mm-hmm. top five favorites. Um, and I like Tiger Woods because I don't even know if he's my number one. But I like him because of what he did the to the game. This guy changed the game. Like Lawrence Taylor changed the game yeah. at linebacker mm-hmm. or defenses. I like guys who can change the game. And I do root for underdogs. But if you can come into something and the whole everything changes around you, you're a different type of person. That's you right. have to now, beat out tens upon tens upon tens, hey, 50, 60, week. 70 right. people the doing playing the same course. They have the same equipment. Well, I mean, loosely defined. And, I mean, it's True. yeah. Tiger has probably the best of the best. But, I mean, it's, they, they it's so they difficult to win golf tournaments. And he's won so many so consistently. People take – it's like LeBron. People just take them for granted what he does every week. These but, guys um, – and, and going into LeBron, these guys – Not so are, much anymore for LeBron, but – These guys – tomorrow there's, there's going to be a kid born tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And he's going to change the way we live. He's going to change the way we watch sports. She, he or she is going to change the way we watch mm-hmm. sports, live, how – everything. There's always that generation of, of uh, kids that you just wait. You say there'd never be another Jordan. Well, LeBron is another Jordan. Uh, he hasn't had. He doesn't have six championships. LeBron, in yeah. my opinion, is another Jordan because of what he's doing for his team. And the same same thing I watched Jordan do with the Chicago Bulls, as he had those guys, average guys, believing they can play. Look at Mario Chalmers, three years mm-hmm. ago missing every shot or turning the ball over, turning to one of the three point shooters. And I'm trying to figure out why they got Ray Allen. Well, Ray Allen's a great. He's one of the best ever. The best ever three-point shooter in the game. Yeah, I mean, they had they had three guys when they brought LeBron, D. Wade, and Chris Bosh in that collectively, I mean, LeBron had made it to the finals once, but he was a kid, and he did it by himself. That was a majestic year that he got him there. And Dwayne Dwayne Wade was was ready to play, played four years in Marquette, so he was ready to play basketball at the pro level. But what they did was, after that first year, they cultivated around them and brought in all of these veterans. Shane Battier was a huge pickup for them, and now it's finally starting to pay dividends. Um, Mike Miller, even. Mike Miller. Birdman. Birdman. I mean, even though he's even though he's like a, a Rodman of our era, a little less crazy, he's he's a veteran. He's been around the block. He's done a lot of different things in the league. And Mario Chalmers is coming into his own. He's a veteran now, veteran point guard. And they trust he, him. They they used to I had a problem with the uh, Miami Heat two superstars, Dwayne Wade and LeBron James, how they talk to Mario Chalmers. That's another grown man. Mm-hmm. But even in business, I'm not gonna walk in here and just and be serious and say you this, you that. These guys on a national stage, and they talk to him like he's their and, kid. But he's learned. Yeah. But he's, it works. He's learned. Because I mean, Jordan used to do the same thing. Oh, but as a time. grown man, yeah. if he, if, if if Mario Chalmers felt that he was getting a great advice, even when they were doing that, that, that uh, constructive criticism, and it was on a national stage, and to us it looked like, 
man, this guy has – he better stand up. He's not a – you know, he's no, not about his not. Business. That might but be it, what he needs. Yeah, that, yeah, but if he felt that's what he needed, then who are we to say that uh, it's something different? Because I mean, we're on the outside looking in. Yeah, and grown men are also 22 years old in the NBA. They're right. not grown men. They're, they're kids right. still that at, at a playing a grown man's game. And, and Chalmers should have been a lot better. He went to the University of Kansas. He's hit that big shot that uh, got him to the – Memphis. And Memphis. No, that Memphis. was in overtime. Yeah, that in was overtime. in overtime. But, you know, he – Playing at big time programs, as you mentioned, um, uh, Dwayne Wade at Marquette. You playing in programs where you you got a packed house. Any anytime you you can go zero and twelve, you still got a ten point five uh, arena field, ten thousand five hundred people in that arena still. Mario Chalmers got to hit those big shots. He come from a program where it shouldn't have been in the criticism uh, with that. I think Sprosters and his coaching style. Everybody wasn't on board with that at first because you watched those two superstars, how they treated him. Well, the one thing I like about really good players, I mean, players that are at the top of their game, is that they learn how to adjust. When I think about Michael Jordan, when he was struggling back in the very beginning because he was playing against Detroit and he was getting ticked off at being beat all the time from Detroit, he, that's when he started beefing up. He started right. going to the gym, working out, making sure that he Detroit could bang with, it. yeah, to make sure that he could bang with the guys out on the court. And then he started taking him down. LeBron James had, you know, bad season, and he turned around and got advice and changed his game to where now he's having fun playing. I and think I, Kobe um, might have helped LeBron than anybody because he was, you know, how he's a high school kid, mm-hmm. and you watch another high school kid do his thing at a high level. Kobe is still mm-hmm. playing at a high level. This is oh yeah, this his age, doing. he's doing great. He's, yeah. he's I don't know what they did to him over in Germany. Well, but. he's changing. He's changing his game around his age. Yeah. What's interesting too is um, I heard this morning some statistics, and I don't remember. I didn't write them all down, but comparing LeBron James right now to Larry Bird at the same age, and Larry Bird was actually doing a little bit better in a number of categories than what LeBron well, is Le- doing right Larry now. Larry Bird can shoot. LeBron. Oh he, yeah. LeBron can shoot for a long time. Right. Now LeBron's starting to trust his twelve and eighteen yeah. footers. Um, Larry Bird can shoot with his eyes closed. Exactly. You just don't make a. <laughs> you, you, I, I like the commercials these guys make, but yeah. do you, you guys the backboard over the yeah. you guys put any weight on um, this twenty seven and zero streak? I mean, run? yeah, that they're the best team in the NBA. They're supposed to win every night. I mean, and, and not. To, I mean, they I they expect to win one. every night. Oh, these well, guys, yeah. these guys, I would assume. And granted, they came from a twenty seven point lead. Came down a twenty seven point lead in Cleveland. They were down double digits the last couple of games, so they're just getting. I think they're getting bored with these with these uh, far less superior teams like Orlando and. That and, can't and be their fault because these guys. Well, you got to get lackadaisical at some point, and that's what makes the good. Team. We talked about this last week about the mental toughness to get through after fifteen. It's like, well, I mean, we proved our point. We can we can take a night off in theory. So to your comment, um, you got look at Jock Vaughn, first time coach, University of Kansas guy, playing the league for a while. He's a head coach at Orlando. LeBron did say this. It, it is great feeling like you have to come back and win basketball games because it looks it looks like boredom. They, these guys are bored. And then I think to challenge themselves, Dwayne Wade said his knee hurt or something hurt on him. So you know, even well, with one they guy seem to be setting up every game like that that yeah. they have to be a come you know come from behind type game. Because and you I got the Spurs coming up, right? You have, uh, but that's a habit they're they building, Chicago which I'm not too. thrilled about that. Next week. I mean, yeah. soon. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think these guys. Mm-hmm. Are looking for a challenge because they are already going to be the number one seed in the uh, East. Uh, but they're looking for a challenge. So let's see. Well, we they didn't care about the streak until we 
we, the media, mm-hmm. made so much about it. Now, mm-hmm. what are they closer? Now they're looking to live up to it. So now I want it. Alex said, too, they're walking into every game with the expectation that we're supposed to win. Yeah. Yeah. Which so is, it can be good or bad. It can games. play with them or against them. The, but, the, yeah, yeah. They, the thing that's going to be really interesting is when they do lose finally, how it's going to affect them. I mean, if it's because, granted, yeah, you're on this cloud, you're playing well. It, they're playing the best basketball that we've seen since probably the 1971-72 season, as the record would indicate. But if when they lose, maybe they peak too early. Maybe I mean, this this isn't going to guarantee them a championship run. They'll probably get to the championship because of how weak the Eastern Conference is. They have more. They have yeah. the amount of wins as the bottom three in the Eastern Conference combined. But I thought Indiana, uh, Indiana would play better. I thought they would play a lot better. Mm-hmm. There was a team that didn't they beat them three times. Mm-hmm. Indiana beat them three times, yeah. two or three times. They, they had them. They had them down two one in this in the playoffs last year. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. they if if they see Indiana. Then that would be the team. I mean, Boston. Who knows what's going to happen in the playoffs? I mean, KG's out for a while, two weeks. But I think that's uh, what they say. Uh, Danny Ainge says precautionary reasons or yeah. a long-term reason. Maybe they so, want to lose games so they get Miami in the first round because they're the seven seed. You right know now. what? And I, I, when I saw that, that's what I thought too. I yeah. said I would rather take Miami in the first round and not wait till they build momentum or right. re- reestablish momentum because what you do in the regular season, who cares? If you got into the playoffs, anything happens. Anything well, happens once you're there. And get them while you're fresh, too. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I would like to get those guys. I would love to see that first round match. <laughs> Me, too. That, I bet yeah, the I ratings. Start, there's, there's starting to become a little bit of a chess match now with the coaches and stuff. Uh, figuring coaches out what they're and doing. general managers. Oh, yeah. Speaking of general managers, that idiot in L.A., um, D'Antonio, uh, mm-hmm. not D'Antonio as general manager, but the one who hired him, was it Bus? Yeah. Baby mm-hmm. Bus? Baby Bus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the short bus, yeah. He's a short bus, yeah. He's a short bus guy. You hired this guy, and I don't think they bought into it. Speaking of L.A. Lakers with the players, I don't think they bought into it, but I think they had to say all the right things. Dwight Howard starting to look like me on a basketball court. <laughs> These guys are doing whatever they want to him. He's looking for calls. You are the best defender for the past three years mm-hmm. in, a national, in an association, and these guys are doing what they want. Pau Gasol hasn't been healthy, and when he has, he have your coach continue to throw you under the bus. trying to. You can't motivate me saying, I'm soft or I can't do this or I can't do that when that's all I've done. As he got older, Kobe's getting older. He's still playing at a high level. Yeah, Kobe's. Uh, what is going on with these guys that uh, Golden State comes in there? Oh. And, and Golden some. State, is they have quality guys over there. Mm-hmm. They got one of the pure shooters in uh, Kerry over there. But you're not supposed to beat the Lakers with that team. And I, and I look at the Lakers. I'm not a Laker fan at all, at all. Mm-hmm. But I will talk about the Lakers every basketball season. And I look at them guys, those guys and I say, Wow, they had enough time, Alex, to have been mm. jailing and to have to have win. They? Yes, they have. have they? They, those are professionals, guys. You come into any – you you change teams, mm-hmm. and there's been long enough. You got it. The, the plan is what it is now. It hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Power has been out two months. Who cares? Next man up. That, that's not – okay, that's that's great in football terms. That's, that's, great that's not how it works in mm-hmm. basketball. That's great. If, if I got – yeah, yeah, in theory, that that's a great – like uh, that's a great – thing to say, but it's, it doesn't work like that. The opportunity to step up and be able to play should be there. Let's yeah, say you leave the show. Uh, okay, Alex was good. His segments was good. Next man up. Uh, we can't stress over here. Everybody's replaceable. That, yeah. yeah. Everybody's replaceable. If I left, when I wasn't on the show, you guys did a great job. It's next man up. Mm-hmm. Just step it up. Pal Gasol is a professional and a, and a damn good one. Uh, but I understand as you get older, more pains, more things start happening to your body. You got a coach that want a running gun. That's not a running gun team. That's not Magic Johnson's team. Right. He's, he's kind of changed his tune, though. He's been talking a lot more about defense. He's been ta- talking a lot more about half-court offense. He has no choice. He knows. Of course. <laughs> absolutely. You're right. 
the Lakers were ma- were put together this team to win in the next two years. It's difficult to win with this team when well, 60% fine. of them have been hurt for the majority of a season. That's fine, but Kobe's not going to be there in the next two years playing the way he's playing. And I say Who that, chicken, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I say that, uh, tongue cheek, because you look at what he's doing now, right. he's got playing well, like a 27-year-old. They'll replenish. I mean, I'm sure Chris Paul or LeBron James, everybody wants to play in L.A. And I forget about those guys. No, LA. They are playing in LA. No, well, LeBron isn't. I feel like LeBron. That that's the next one. No way. Yeah. No way. You think he? Yeah, I think he will. I think he will. Why? Kobe's, Kobe's, and, and you think why? Be the la- yeah, exactly. Why? You know, because, because, like because the greatest question is why? why? Because he's the heir apparent. It was Magic Johnson. It was Kobe Bryant and Shaq, and it's LeBron. It doesn't it's take a, going to LA, LA to, be to be that. If you I, want to I win think, championships, um, it does. That's why they got Dwight Howard. Go win you can you, build around Dwight I'm not Howard. talking about the team now. I'm talking about the guys they're going to want to come to L.A. to win championships. That's what everybody does. That's spotlight. Why? I, I don't no. go to L.A. to win championships. Oh, so but no. So the Lakers, don't have, the, future. Yeah. the Lakers don't have 17 <laughs> championships due to people coming from other teams to play. Yeah, but now they know they don't have to go to L.A. They can win them where they are. They can the build a team in Miami, too. The only guys that started with the Lakers. The only guys that have started with the Lakers that have won championships in recent history, he's gone. Magic Johnson got drafted by the Lakers. When he won was that? That was in the 80s. 77. Okay. No, 79. He got drafted in 80. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar came from somewhere else. James Worthy, I believe, came he from came somewhere from else. He came from Minneapolis Lakers. Who did? Kareem. Kareem? No, he came from the Bucks. Came from Miami Milwaukee. in the 70s. Yeah, then they moved with, with Oscar Robertson. Kareem. Yeah, that was Lou Alcindor. He came as Kareem. Okay. Uh, Kobe got drafted by the Lakers. Shaq came from outside. All of the main components of the Lakers championship teams came from elsewhere. Shaq I believe James Worthy and, and, and Byron Scott from, uh, got drafted. I thought he went straight to uh, – no, he was in Orlando. But the superstars, the, the superstars that were homegrown as Laker draft picks are few. I don't well, maybe, uh, maybe some so of the new players want to go to Miami instead of L.A. Yeah, right? I'm exactly. I'd rather go when Dwayne Wade retires. When Dwayne Wade's going to retire in three years max. Next man up. I, I'd rather go to Miami – in LA, you can't tell I was in LA all when weekend, it's only a and I, I just realized roster. I do not like LA. I You're, was just what a in, shocker! We don't like LA. Tupac when we're you come. need him. We need him. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm mad that the government and uh, the police department killed Tupac. Yeah. Hey, Kwamla Sports Talk, Alex Clancy, Deborah Debris, send the list. We come right back. We do got to just talk Mantateo and this and the brackets. Yeah, and down and dirty with Deborah. flagship station for sports voice america sports do you love sports talk can't get enough sports talk have we got a show for you it's about the nfl training camps super bowl previews a look at the new starting quarterbacks and weekly key injuries we'll take your calls and emails right on the air former philadelphia eagle james loving is your host and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot tune in to loving that sports talk with james loving every wednesday at noon pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel 
Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time. On the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time. On the Voice America Sports Channel, the talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now some of you might still be in that place. If you're trying to get out, just follow me. Wait, welcome back to the Parma Live Sports. Wait. <laughs> this, uh, man, this guy's off the chain. Hey, when I say, D, when I say play more white music, I didn't mean Eminem. That's not white music. <laughs> he's, he's kind of a blend. No, we like Eminem. He's not, kind of yeah, a blend. Eminem's never he leaving cro- circulation. He's a crossover. Yeah, he's never leaving circulation. That guy is a genius. Uh, he is. That guy is a genius. His lyrics are amazing. You know, His life is amazing. Mm-hmm. See, and that's what I like about, um, you know, if you want to be a rapper, right. have a story to tell mm-hmm. and make do it the, real do life. The eight miles. Yeah, yeah. make a story. Because your life should be, a, everybody in here has a movie or a book to tell. Right. But this guy made his life a movie, put it into his artwork, which is nothing but thug mm-hmm. poetry and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we were talking about the L.A. Lakers. <laughs> and let me say, uh, let me say this. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> Anyway, reel it in. Anyway, hey uh, D, can you block us out uh, while the uh, song is playing? Cause we be talking right through the music. <laughs> uh, don't block us out long. Block them out. Don't block me out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, we're talking about L.A. And I was in L.A. from Friday to Sunday night. I just realized I don't like California. Not California. That's too extreme. It's a big state. It's, it's too, a very big state. Extreme. It's a very different like, state. I don't like L.A. To our L.A. listeners, uh, who would that be? Samaj. <laughs> <laughs> to our L.A. listeners, that 405 is the worst. Ooh. That is the worst to be on. It's bad. Yes. It is the worst. Unless, if I'm in California, it has to be resorts only or a golf course. Mm-hmm. And sometimes golf courses on resorts. Or resorts. Yeah, you go to San Diego enough. That, that's yeah, your spot. Down but San Diego's there. better. I like San Diego. If I'm going anywhere in LA, it's San Diego, St. Louis, um, Huntington Beach. And I don't think St. Louis is in California. <laughs> no, the last San Louis Obispo. Last time oh, I looked, San, San Louis Obispo. Yeah. Yeah. It's San, San Louis Obispo. Okay. It's not no, Luis. It's San Luis. You, no, you it's, like not. A, um, it's not. It's <laughs> not. 
hundred percent is not. hundred and ten percent is not. It could be if you talk slang. Yeah, I don't like LA. So that's fair. Because of traffic. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Well, it's the same as Arizona. You just the rush rush hour traffic is at different times and it's for longer. Oh, in LA. In LA, there's a different attitude. There's like two thirty to five thirty, two to three to six. There is like two to seven. No, it's not. Seven is right. Seven. seven is right, but it starts at ten thirty, eleven in, in the morning. Yeah, that was for real. <laughs> the only time because that was- the work traffic and then people's going, people that going are going to work. That lunch traffic tied right into it. Yeah, it's thing, the worst. The thing that pisses me off about LA traffic is that at ten thirty at night, any given freeway could be shut down. Could right. be shut which down. Which is that's the one. I'm like, I can handle the rush hour, but when it's like, I just. I waited nine hours to drive home so I didn't hit traffic, and now I have to take side streets 12 miles to I was in San Diego <laughs> yeah. when I was with the Chargers. We had camping uh, for some stupid reason. Marty Schottenham, he's an idiot. But we had um, – Tell me how you feel. He's a big idiot. Okay. We had uh, – Actually, he's kind of smart because he know how to put a coaching staff together. Anyway, my story, <laughs> my story, my story is more important. We, I was playing with the Chargers, and we had camp in Dominguez, California. Um gang-related area where uh, Home Depot is. You know what that is? You said Cal State Dominguez? Cal you, State you, Dominguez. Let me see. Um, maybe. Cal State. Maybe. No, I think it was Dominguez something. I don't think it was Cal State Dominguez. Dominguez. Oh, okay. I don't but know. But anyway, we had the, I was driving to camp. We had camp on Monday, so I was in San Diego. I left on a Sunday. Now, I understand people commute. Traffic, it was wall-to-wall traffic Sunday night, mm-hmm. 7, 8, 9, 10. Mm-hmm. It took me two, three hours to get there. Traffic the whole time. I thought that was incredible. And you I thought it was just the whole mental incident. breathing state and all that just in traffic. I didn't have all that. I didn't have all that. <laughs> I had uh, what I was listening focus. to some John Legend or something. I was listening focus. to music. You gotta mm. you gotta change your music when you. You do. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I worked in I lived in Santa Monica and I worked in Burbank and it literally took me two. And I had to leave the house at five thirty in the morning in order to get drive. there by eight, That's and I could get mm-hmm. home. But then I go from Burbank to the stadium to Dodger Stadium. And then Dodger Stadium home by midnight. That's There's no traffic on the ten, but yeah, it's about a forty-five minute drive yeah. with no traffic. Yeah, I don't know. You. I've I'm never done it with no traffic. I'm driving to LA right after the show, so I appreciate the. Uh, mm. Are you that's a, I yeah. do a lot of the audio. Powerful, see, uh, powerful thoughts. <laughs> are you going to see Francis? No, I'm not. Mm. I'm not. What I'm, you? Going to, I'm going to see my boy who just had surgery. Mm. Man, you better. All I'm going to do is play video games and eat carnies for three days. Boys, <laughs> you know they got um, FaceTime and all that. You wasting gas. Mm. Okay. So well, I do. I always do audio books. I'm educating awful. myself as I do. Audio books. Yeah. Yeah. I, this guy I my fall asleep. Do that. Man, tell tell you, you fall asleep. I would fall asleep if I was listening to some droll. You have to get. You have to get some good ones. You fall asleep. You're crazy. That's okay. you do. I think people fall asleep on the road crazy. And I've done it a couple of times. Mm. So there it is. I've, I've, fell I've rolled some windows down in Chicago area I rolled just down to stay awake and stuff. Doesn't help. Cold. Man, tell tell you, you guys think. Now, I think that his body of work, let me say this to his defense or to make my story sound good. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever works best. At Notre Dame, his body of work, this guy puts in work. He, you thought, you, you know, they, he had he went to the combine and he had a um, a disappointing 40. But you also got to remind yourself, this guy didn't have a chance to work out. He was going through all the fake girlfriend and all the, um, in my air quotes, so what you call them now? Air bunnies, modern family. Air quotes. Air bunnies. Um, that he's not homosexual, bisexual, whatever. That he has a girlfriend. If you can't get past that, these guys are going to kill you in a, in a professional locker mm-hmm. room. But in his body of work, I'm not going to say he's not a first rounder. If I have, if I have a late first round pick, I'm picking him. The guy can play football. The guy has seven interceptions. You just don't get seven interceptions. And you can't move. Uh, unfortunately, 
he had a lot of uh, adversity, a lot of turmoil around him. Now, at the same time, when I look at him, and I look what Alabama did to him, who's a semi-pro right. team, mm. I look, this guy was pushed off the line. Don't forget it now. Mm. Never mind the guy that, the, what's his name, Nixon or Nix, the defensive tackle he has, that guy's pro-ready. Uh, so he kept a lot of guys, a lot of uh, offensive linemen and fullbacks off Mantel. So he, he was able to roam. It's kind of like a, a 46 defense where you hold a jump through. Mm-hmm. Bernard Wilson did a great job at that for the Cardinals. Um, but he ha- he allowed this guy to roam free. And he's able to move lateral. You don't move lateral or not quick enough or fast enough where you um you don't get you you can't get seven inceptions. He had seven inceptions. Play all the way. We thought Notre Dame had a chance because of him and that lucky streak they went because they could have lost two games during the regular Easily, season. And they yeah. did to Stanford, Easily. and then yeah. that, that yeah. was an awful call. But if I got the first round draft pick, I don't, I'm not putting too much in his um, running the forty because the forty is a joke. Well, you never run a 40. I will only run 10, 20 yards in a football game because it's that burst. Well, I'd be curious what he was like in the interview when he was sitting with the coaches and everybody and being interviewed, whether he was strong enough to hold his own in there. I don't there. think his interviews were strong because he, yeah. was, was, he was more justifying why he wasn't doing something. He's very things. quickly Which, turning into the defensive Tim Tebow. Yeah. Yeah. I hope not. Here's the thing. And if, if I'm a late first-round pick, which will mean your team is stronger given like trading of picks and whatnot, Draft him. It'll put people in the stands first off. First and foremost, okay, where did, you'll get where did, people in the stands. Where did he go? Real quick. Where did he go? You say if you put him in stands, where do you want to put stand, people in the stands? I don't stands? know. San Francisco's got a million picks. Why not draft him? Well, well, you, can you, can you can cultivate him with that defense. You, He's irrelevant to San Francisco, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that linebacker core. Where I'm, where I'm saying, but, but you cultivate him. You have Patrick Willis as, as, his, uh, as, his, as his mentor. You then, need somebody to toughen him up. Patrick Willis is, the, mo- is the toughest but linebacker here, in the NFL. I'm fine with that, but here's where, where I'm not. This guy's going to be on that staff, and he's never going to get to play. So now you mentor you, you mentoring him to run on special teams. That, whereas he can't play in front of those guys they have now, and those guys will be there for two to three years. So yeah, but if, if, you are first, if you draft him in the third round, fine, do that. But if you draft him in the first round, you can't have him sitting on the shelf for three That's years. That's a lot yeah, of money too for much a money. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's going like you're talking about the locker room stuff. It depends on whatever he does on the field is how he's going to be treated in the locker room. Mm-hmm. You know, if he can't perform on the field, then he's going to catch a whole lot of shit. And in he the did locker perform room. on the field in mm-hmm. college. Take away the championship game. Yeah, take no away the doubt. championship game. He, he did perform, and and his his work ethic was was second to none. I mean, you could tell how much playing football ca- he cared about playing football. And I think that he's he's going to get you know razzed or whatever by his teammates with wherever he gets drafted, but they're going to love him. I mean, that's what teammates. Are. You're not you're not going to. I mean, you can attest to this, Kwame. You're 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 uh, you're family when you're when you're any sort of football team uh, from from Pee Wee and all the way on up. Well, so that's who you have to. You get made fun of, but but, but if he can't take it, look at if he can't take it. Now we you are. At some point, a family once you get in that locker room. Now, think about your family. You go to you go to oh uh, yeah, you're you go fun to of each other. Yeah, you go to gatherings. You got the funky uncle. Cookouts <laughs> and stuff like that. Family reunions. We we laugh and joke with each other. Right. And nobody you're takes us serious. Picking on each other and all that. Yeah. No one goes to a place like that and be serious. This is a business as far as what you got to do on field yeah. practice mm-hmm. and games. But I'm a joke on you. Yeah, uh, look at people joke on me all the time. They yeah. I, I laugh with them and I say I'm gonna get, wait till my chance to get them back. That's yeah. right. I it's, mean, and, and then you have who was it? Des Bryant. I think it was Des Bryant who refused to carry uh, the yeah. pads. Oh, yeah. right, right. So you so you yeah. can do that 
or you can take it. Yeah. Take take mm-hmm. your take your punches. There's and enough then, veterans on that team where I don't care who you are, Dad's Bryant, you won't carry somebody's shoulder pads or right. consequences mm-hmm. are down the road for you. Um, <laughs> and, and they he don't care. And, 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 and that yeah. set the precedent for he did something to make up for it. Yeah, but you know but what? It's it's tradition, man. I don't. I, right. I, it's part of it. I don't like somebody carrying my uh, shoulder pad, but these guys come to me because I was one right. of the nice guys, especially in San Diego. I was one of the nice guys. I'm like, no, I got my own sort of pads. But they said, no, let me get it so I don't have to get these guys. So I do it to them. If you do it with the, you know, the idea that it's part of, you know, part of the induction, you know, and just enjoy the fact that you're there, you know, it's so much better than fighting it. Like, you know, I'm learn, learn your fight it. song and and learn mm. learn some jokes. Uh, we had a lot. Of, I think the Cardinals, is, in that sense, and maybe we was too funny and not serious enough to win games. But I think we had a good. Better bring up old stuff. Chemistry and, and locker room setting. Uh, I did get in a fight um, in a locker room, but, you know, I was hungry. It's got knocked <laughs> yeah. And my friend, too. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I remember one of my guys, too, and he was going through camp and uh, newbie in, and he was telling me that the, the new guys coming in all had to dress up and uh, do, like, pantomimes and stuff. So, I mean, he went full out making fun of one of the other players on the team, and they loved it, you know, because he was joking around, having a good time. And that's what it's going to take. It will take, it takes that stuff. Man, I tell you, if I got a late draft pick, I, I pick him in the first round. But, yeah, I, I, but I'm not picking him mm-hmm. to groom him. I'm picking him to put him in the lineup right now. You are now what a, a quarterback would be to me in the first round, a high first round. Yeah. But I'm not picking him. He's not going before 15. That's definitely not going to happen. No, I, and I agree. I mean, but why do you groom quarterbacks and have them sit behind the starters, but you don't do that with any other position? That because make any they sense. can play forever. A linebacker can't. Right. Well, even more so, you strengthen yourself to have a full NFL body. I understand, but put, but throwing kids out there in the beginning, unless you have, unless you're that Davian Clowney with the body of, you know, I'm saying like Manateo, he, pro right he looks like he's a big dude, but he looks like he could break. He looked and like he'll break mentally before anything. Which is fair. So that's why maybe sit him, not sit him, you're not redshirting I'm, him. I'm fine but, with that. If you play get him late. Play him little, right. Well, late first round is as far as he's going to go. And I don't I think he's going to drop he, in the second round. Late first round buys him a year of watching football and learning football. Well, right. that's the thing. Bring him in, get him in the 90s, see how they're, either one of them are going to you know, play during the training camps yeah. and stuff, and then decide whether you're going to cut him or keep him. And if you keep him, keep him because you want to play him. He, yeah, he's not going to be a – if I get him in one through five, one through 15 – I have to play him. Or even if he's not in the 53, put him on a practice squad. Because mm-hmm. I, <laughs> you can't put him on a, in the first round. You can't put him on a practice squad. <laughs> no, he'll, he'll, not he'll, first he'll, round, he'll find a place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, somebody will pick somebody him. Somebody will get hurt, and, yeah. and, and they'll develop packages to him, him so he got game-ready DNA in him. Right. So, um, real quick, uh, brackets, it, uh, Alex. Let's, yeah. I mean, Gonzaga. We're talk about it. We're we talking about it now, and then yeah. we get into down and dirty with Deborah. We're not going to break. So, we go with quickly get into brackets. It's been... It, for as crazy as it's been with the Florida Gulf Coast and and a bunch of 13 seeds winning and Davidson almost beating uh, almost beating Marquette, 11 out of the 16 that are in the Sweet 16 right now are top 16 seeds, top four seeds, top four seeds from each bracket. 11 out of 16 are in the Sweet 16. Last year, same number, 11 out of 16. Seven out of eight made the Elite Eight, and seven out of eight with how the brackets are set up this year have the chance to make the Elite Eight next year. So for all the parity that happened this year. It's pretty much on par with last year when there was a lot less parity. So it's really interesting to see how the good teams do rise to the top and how the good coaches, you know, the uh, Coach K's and uh, Tom Izzo and Tom Crean is now in that discussion with Indiana. How it, it's crazy how it's still the status quo from last year with all the craziness that's happened this year in, in college basketball. Yeah, with a lot of the BCS schools, you, you, you expect them to be in that 
in that top one, two seed. But those top four seeds, those those are guys, not top four seeds, but those four seeds, those are teams that that are in and out of the top 20 or top 25 all year long. Oh, they happen to get in most times through strength of schedule or maybe winning their tournament, maybe winning their conference, uh, and they get in. But it's not that they can't play. It's just we like to see all the so-called teams in, like a Georgetown who just get knocks out by um, – uh, was it LaSalle? Florida Golf Florida, 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 Course. Florida. Yes, yes. And then um, Gonzaga, who we talked about two weeks ago, Wichita up until last State? week. No, Wichita, Wichita State, State is good. They have, yeah. they have that's a basketball school. Yeah, they're a solid mid major. And a base. It's really a baseball school. It is a baseball. They create school. great ba- baseball players, especially pitchers. Uh, they used to have a football team. Uh, then, you, if you guys know the history on that, uh, the whole t- entire team passed away from a plane oh, crash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they are basketball team. I know some guys that come out of Wichita State. That's that's pretty good. They hold their own in the league. Um, but you 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 lose mm-hmm. to a team, and it's, to us, it's a shocker because we think in Gonzaga, who's always in there, so who's mm-hmm. who at one point was a Cinderella team, and then became a dominant team mm-hmm. where, or they should be one or two in the bracket somewhere, and then they lose to Wichita State. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's it, it's interesting. Um, overall, I've I've kind of become a little cynical about the NCAA tournament. We were talking about this off air a little bit that. It's it's an any given Sunday mentality with every game because it's only a one time shot and I feel like the best team doesn't always win the NCAA championship and I think that's unfair with all the other conferences like take college football I always think about college football for example the team that's proved themselves to be the number one and number two take Notre Dame out of the way this year have a chance to play for the championship and I feel like with sixty four teams people say they want to extend it that's for gambling and money making reasons for Vegas exactly. and that's it yeah. so I would take all the conferences. Have the conference championships, have the top two teams from there, and then have all of them play and seed that way, and have 16 teams instead of 64. And I feel like if you if you extend it more, there'll just be more parity, and Vegas will be happy. But everybody else, it it, it dumbs down how important it is to win a national championship. So in what you keep? Yeah. What, what you keep? Uh, the NCAA and NIT. And I would, break it down. You will, I, the NIT is that's for TV ratings and gambling. Also, the yeah. NIT has no purpose. There is no purpose for the NIT except for allowing kids to play more college basketball That's what it is. and have scouts yeah. to see yeah. more basketball for them in the NBA. Right. Yeah. That is nothing, and it's money making for college basketball. It's, it's not for the it's kids. It's all money making. The college is all business. It has nothing has has nothing to do with the kids. I I really believe this. When you look at the money they generate and the tournaments they have, it's not for the kids. It'd be great to see some good games and say, okay, this team who was third all year or this team who's fifth all year, you know, they win a championship. Kind of like, you know, you come out of nowhere. Kind of like Gonzaga would have won this year. We would have been okay. They were number one. Right. Right. I mean, and granted, it's it's exciting to see a Florida Gulf Coast win. But how much tape do you really have on Florida Gulf Coast? So, I mean, it, it kind of. Well, that, that helps them out. It magnifies you can't, it. You right, can't, right. You can't study them. Yeah. 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 Taking nothing away from them because their recruiting class Dunk City thing is ridiculous. VCU, yeah. uh, LaSalle, uh, Florida Gulf. That helps them out with recruiting. They know they're going to get knocked out at any point. And Shaka Smart might catapult himself to the UCLA job for making that Final Four two years ago. Yeah, I don't think he'll leave. I'll be curious, too. I mean, slightly switching, but Grand Canyon, what's going to be going on over there? Jerry Colangelo and Dan Marley, uh, they're going to be recruiting big time. You know what Marley said? He said, uh, don't start judging him yet. You know, give him a few years to build build a team. And, indeed, he talked about teams like um, 
VCU, and we talked about Florida Ghost. The, the thing is, been if they since '98, right? Florida right. Gulf Coast has only been around since '97 yeah. or '98. Yeah. Well, and, and if school? they start drafting kids in that they can really mold into a really good team, as opposed to maybe even some of the high-level kids that they come in with an attitude already, uh-huh. um, you know, they can build a great team over the next few years. Well, let's get into it. Uh, we got it down and dirty real quick before we run out of time. <laughs> oh, we got time. Uh, yeah, it won't, it'll be short. I just want to talk. I was at the um, speaking to a bunch of guys at a combine last night that I'm going to go out on the field today with them. That they've got about 24 of the um, NFL teams in town right now, watching them for uh, kickers, punters, and snappers. And one of the things I looked at is these guys. Some of them have been in the league and they're back out, looking to get back in again. Some of the college guys coming up, but they, um, you know, obviously they're nervous. You know, this is their day to be seen and to. Uh, uh, you know, hopefully make it into the NFL, and there's not that many guys that go in. And one of the things I talked about is, you know, staying focused and understand that the focus, you know, if you look at the end result, the end result is, you know, they want to be the ones. They want to be the ones that at least get talked to and get a chance to go out and work out with the team and eventually make the team. But right now their focus needs to be on kicking, punting, or snapping. Whatever it is they're doing today, that's where their focus is, not on the scouts or anybody else. And they look at it and say, all right, if I'm going to you know, be at my very best today, then uh, what is that going to take? And break it down to their um, uh, exact specific skills that they need to have in order to have the consistency today because they've got to outshine everybody else that's out there. They cannot have an average day. They cannot have a bad day or a bad kick. They've got to keep their tolerances, which means they need to use the skills that they have in order to stay focused and not worry about anybody else that's out there. And, and that's the stage they want to be on. So don't. why would you, at that point, you know, mm-hmm. you for, let's say for four years only. I know they've been, most of them have been doing this most of their lives, all their lives, since they were probably seven years old. Mm-hmm. Why would you get to that stage and tense up? Them, those scouts are they just there. You don't even see them. You should act like you don't see them. Well, you are good enough to play. Why put a lot of stress on them being there and, and you tensing up doing what you do best? And that's easy to say. It's less easy to do, you know, because they look at their – and some of them have been back a couple times or, like I say, been in the league and then out of the league, so they're yeah. trying to get back in again. So they get nervous because it is their life. You know, This is kind of why one of what Alex was saying earlier about basketball. This is why they have so many different football leagues. Don't taint, don't taint the sport by creating these these – NSFL or mm. this USFL, okay. USFL, XFL, XFL. XFL. That, was uh, lingerie. Fun. that was uh XFL crazy. was fun. Well, some, guys, some guys, um, some guys <laughs> he got me. into yeah, he hates me. Some guys got into the league uh, from those games. It was another avenue, but how many mm. is there enough to say that we should keep this lead around, or is it just business? No. Uh, somebody taking who has it's usually three owners or four owners who's a part of the entire league, and then they really don't pay the players. Mm-hmm. I, I have a question just before we end the show. I wanted to talk about this. With Shane Leckler going to Houston, the Texans, who's the best punter in the NFL and has been for the better part of a decade, Ed Reed going there, mm-hmm. are they the favorite to win the Super Bowl? They're the favorite to win the conference. Favorite to win the AFC? AFC, yes. Over over Denver and uh, over – because I'm curious no. with the West I Walker know, I thing, like West Walker and Peyton Manning. I don't, they I don't care about those guys you, you love so much. Is Urlacher huh? going to Denver too, or where's he winding up? He in can't play in Denver. He's too slow. And I love the guy. You don't care about Demarius Thomas or Eric Decker? Not really. You sound oh, like a man on a on a rocking chair just watching the NFL. Like, because these are the this is the future. These two guys are the I future. I don't follow the football. I follow the plays. Uh, a lot of people watching um, football games. They don't even know football. They just following the football in the air. Who has the football in front of the guy? You don't see what's going on right here. I love those two guys. Let me take that back. Somewhat. Those two guys. I'll take somewhat. I'll take something. Okay. Yeah. Those two guys are good. 
Yeah. Put them somewhere else. Do they still make those? Darius Thomas, yes. Do they still make those plays? Was Wes Walker without Tom Brady? He huh? was he was a middling Wes Walker, receiver until. You, how you think a Wes receiver Walker, isn't anything without somebody to throw it? How to. you right. think Wes that, Walker? That's what I'm saying. How do you think he got to New England? Because he was killing Tom Brady and the Patriots when he was in Miami. Uh, we got to have this guy. He's up. Come here. He was killing those guys. First of all, the, the Marty Schottenheimer shouldn't let him go in San Diego. This guy's the number one ret- returner in college. Where do you go? Texas Tech? Texas A&M? Number uh, one coming out of college. All right, speaking of uh, I have a shout Texas out A&M. You, you got a shout-out? Mm-hmm. Speaking of Texas A&M, Heisman winner Johnny Manziel shoves grad assistant after interception in scrimmage. The spring ball is here. Uh, is he feeling himself a little too much? Real quickly, because uh, she got a shout-out. And the Heisman. I, I don't – at what point do you shove – What I don't know what was said, but at what point do you shove – your assistant. Maybe the assistant was somebody who played with him last year who's now a grad <laughs> assistant. Maybe. But You don't know the whole story, though, do you? I, I know the story right here. I know this for a fact. This guy thought he was big enough. He, he thinks he's Johnny Unitas where he's taking online classes. He's a kid. That's true. He's a kid. He's going to make mistakes. Yep. That ain't no mistake. We, we, we talked about this. He, okay. can, he was I'm, perfect last year. Kids going to make mistakes in college. He was we perfect can't forget last that they are kids. Right, correct. But he was perfect last year. It's ne- it's never going to be as good as it was last year. I don't know if he unless was they win it, unless they I win just know he didn't have the Heisman then. Right, I know which that. changes everything if you stay in school because yeah. a lot of people that win the Heisman you leave. So yeah, but he can't leave. Right, so I understand. He's, right, he's the classes. first one ever. Yeah, he's so the first freshman ever. I don't think I think you get used to what's about to happen to you if you stay yeah. a humble guy. Mm-hmm. I think you go to class. You the only ones excited for him is the freshman that's coming in who didn't know. Maybe some sophomores that he would, but he's hanging with seniors on. And football. he's got and a if he target on his back. He can't handle the Heisman. He can't handle the pros. He's gonna be a man, Tanteo. Yeah. No, not everybody's Tim Tebow when you're giving that much praise uh, in college. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow was uh, Cindy. Shout out to James Hinchcliffe for winning the St. Pete Grand Prix. It's the Open of Indy. The Open of what? Indy Indy car season started. Oh, okay. Woo! All right, this is some good music right here. We we tell you to you know check out the uh, search engines. I think I'm gonna start. Blogging again on uh, sports.com. Uh They got Facebook. They got their Twitters. Um, stay tuned. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. Yeah. Well, happiness is when you really feel good about somebody. There's nothing wrong being in love with someone. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.